0: Good evening, thank you everyone for joining us. My name is Moshe Taichman and this is Parsha on Sinai Radio on Thursday nights. Okay, let's get straight in there. So I was walking um, uh, walking in my school that I teach in in the afternoons and a boy calls out, Rebbe, Rebbe, I'm like, yes, he goes, I was a little bit in a rush, I had to come back to Mincha, he goes, uh, Rebbe, Rebbe, what was Abraham's last name? So I said, uh, well, I, I'm assuming it's, you know, back then they didn't have last names. They went by, uh, I was taking them all seriously. You know, I thought he was asking me a, a trivia question. Because right right before him, somebody asked me the name of uh, of Abraham's mother. So I, I was thinking, yeah, it was a question. So I said to him, well, I think you would call him Ben, uh, you know, Ben, uh, his father. Terach, Ben Terach, Abraham Ben Terach. So he turns to me and goes, No, it's Avraham Avinu. Avinu is his last name. So I said to him, Okay, good joke. But seriously, you know, his name is Avraham Avinu. He is our father. That's what we call him, Avraham Avinu. Um, And uh, we are introduced to him in this week's Parsha. And we are introduced to him in a very interesting way. Um, We all go through challenges in our lives. We all go through times in our lives that are harder than others and where we have to, you know, go through trying situations and we have to put our heads down and, you know, go through them um, and understand at the same time that our who put us in this world for a purpose. Hashem put us here for a reason. We have a mission. And this test is part of our mission, part of our, you know, um, purpose that we're here. And, but whatever we go through is not how we present ourselves. You know, I don't go around saying, you know, saying to someone, "Hey, my name is you know Rabbi Teichman, and I, I, you know, I sometimes get angry." You know, but I'm I'm Hashem tested me yesterday, and I worked on it. That's not how I introduce myself to people. You know, it's interesting to note that in this week's parsha, you know, we we are introduced to Avraham in last week's parsha, and we learned about his father Terach, and that they left. Um, they left or caused them. Um But, you know, this week is our real introduction to him. Yeah, Hashem is speaking the first time to Avram. And, and the first thing we find out is this, this lech lecha me'artzecha, go from your land, to your birthplace, from the house of your father, el ha'aretz to the land that I will tell you. Now obviously, the thing we learn in like, you know, when we're little kids, why didn't Hashem tell Avraham where he was going? And the answer is, as I plan on teaching my chumash class tomorrow, (laughs) as the answer is, is because when we don't know where we're going, it is much harder to follow. It takes a lot to not really know. Imagine moving somewhere, being told, you know, by your boss, you know what, we relocated your job, um, it, so pack your stuff up, there's a, a truck coming for it, get on the truck, and the driver will take you to your new place that you're supposed to live. Um, how many of us would go? I, I mean, I'm adventurous, no, very adventurous, I don't see myself doing that, and before we moved to where we are now in South Jersey, we spent uh, most of a year discussing like options and what we needed for our children. And, what we thought was important, and, you know, we didn't just get in a van and drive. You know, imagine you know taking a map, putting it on a wall, taking a dart, going 20 feet away, throwing the dart at the ball at the wall, and uh, seeing going wherever the the dart lands. That would make an interesting you know uh, adventure. But to move there, you know, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I can't imagine. So that was the Shem's test. So we're introduced to Avraham, by Hashem's test. So, all the Rishonim, they, they know that they all say, Yavos tells us that Avram had 10 tests. Now, it doesn't list in Yavot what were the 10 tests. The Rishonim all go back and forth They're discussing what would be considered the 10 tests. Now, according to everybody, this is one of the tests. The test is that he left his land and he followed Hashem blindly. Hashem took him to Eretz Kinoan. Where he would be given to a birthright for him as his children and forever. Um, yeah, so so Abram goes. He takes with him Lot um, and his wife Sarai, and says, "Vahad nefesh." Pasa continues, "Vahad nefesh shasu v'charen and, and the souls that he made in char." Now, before we discuss that, I just I just want to take a second to talk about this test. Of going to Eretz so you know it's it's a hard, but but it gets it gets a little bit more difficult to understand when you, there's a magistrate that says. Now, now take the ten tests. Now, all the lists of the ten tests, the hard, the test that's in there that everyone would say is the hardest test, is the test of Akedat Yitzchak. when Abraham was told. You know, take your son, the one you love, Yitzchak. You know, and take him and and bring him to a carbon. Now, I once heard an amazing idea. Now, this is not this week's parsha, but the most amazing thing the why was that test? You know, even harder for Avram. His entire life was dedicated, you know, to refuting people's claims that idols were real. He was the idol buster, you know, literally. <laughs> he was the man who was the rationale voice in the world that there is only one God and there's nothing else and the entire world differed. Imagine being the only Jew, no one else besides you in the entire world. Imagine how that must feel. You know you're right, but there's nothing else. We bark, thank God we mentioned last week, we have our support systems, our families. And... Like we spoke about Noah, you know, he was the only one following the right path. And Abraham was the only, like, one. He had his family, obviously. Um, and he was the idol buster. He was the guy who went against idolatry. And now he is being asked to do something that he despises. Human sacrifice. Something that he has railed against for years. And now he's told the ultimate contradiction, God tells him to do it. And he does it. Now that's, that's not this week's part, so again, but it, think about that for a second. Think about that. How hard is that test? How difficult is it to, after so many years, after so many years of not having a child, I finally have a child. And not only is he a child, look at the gem that Yitzchak was. And, the, and now he t- has to take him. And do it, and give him up for sacrifice, and not just to someone else to do it. He has to do it himself. you should take as bin chasher, half class, and you should take him up and shach them as laola. Like what? How difficult that must be. Now to go back and forth. You know, today we're not going to discuss the akedah and make sense of it. Just, just we're just talking about the the hardship of what it must have been It's a hard test. Now let's go back to this week's test. A pack of your family, get in a moving truck, and blindly go to where I tell you to go. You know, that's hard. But I ask you, what do you think? Which one's harder? Now, I can't hear you. <laughs> so I'm going to assume that you agree with me on this one, and you pick Okay, that's Yitzchak. Now, let's, let's make it even a better question. Let's make this even a, a farther comparison. Let's make Akei Dat Yitzchak even a, if you're thinking, why do I care which test was harder? I'll get to that in one second. But, but just, just take just stop for a second and, and just put them on a board, right? And you're, you know, Akkadis okay, on one side, uh, you know, we want to give a number how hard the test is one to 100. Akkadis okay, being 100, 150. And uh, leaving Lechlecha, Me'arzacha being like, let's say uh, a one, right? Oh, sorry, I, again, sorry, not a one, but like a, a 50, okay? Let's make it even worse. Let's make it even better. What's the hardest part about going blindly? Right? I don't trust you. But let's say, let's say, go back to our case. Right? My boss calls me up, says, hey, how you doing? You know, so we decided to relocate. Oh, well, this is never going to happen because my school, the school I work in is not going to relocate in the middle of nowhere. But uh, let's say I had a job that was not, uh, you know, relied upon a school. It was, uh, you know, I worked in a regular job. And um, yeah, you you'll be relocating. We're off. We're opening offices somewhere. Uh, okay, but where, where are we going? Well, uh, I'll tell you tomorrow. Okay, when am I moving? Now, grab your bags. You know, you get a raise. You'll get not just a raise. You'll get awesome things. We'll take good care of you. Get get in a car and go. I, no 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 no. I'm, where where am I going? Not telling you. I don't really trust. You. I mean, I don't. I like my boss a lot, but. Trust him with my life, decision to where to live. That's a big thing. But Hashem is not just a regular person. <laughs> He's not a person. Avraham, The reason why Abraham is even getting this 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 so called this this test right now, is because of his fully full, complete, imuna and bitachon in Hakadosh Baruch The fullest understanding: there is only one God. And he's being told to go somewhere. I trust God. If you believe in him, you trust in him, to the point that he comes and speaks to you <laughs> It's a big one, <laughs> you know, then it's it's not that hard to go with him. But yet what does what does the Madras tell us? Listen to this. And and there could be other prashatim other ways to understand this, but let's stick with the way I understand it. Um that this test and the akeda were one were one like one they're almost like i so to say equal it's interesting nigers how you can compare the two of them so i i was talking this over with a bunch of friends and and one of the rabbis in the room said you know what it means probably means you know cuz it's the beginning it was the first test it was the first thing but even so how why does that make that equal to akeda akeda is like you know according to the Ramban, the Ramban it was the first test the Ramban was the first test but, um, but let's but let's take a step back for a second who, who, how does that make it equal and I, I think that, that you could say you know when I'm comfortable and, and I heard this before the same idea when I'm comfortable when everything is going good even if it's hard but i 'm successful, then it's good, you know then I could then then i 'm good, then I could serve Hashem with a smile on my face every day, and everything's fine because i 'm comfortable. I have my house, I have my home, I have you know the people i know i'm I'm comfortable with the streets, I know where i 'm going, I know everything now obviously I' am on a much much different level than us, but you know it 's easier for me to do things, yeah it's hard. the baby was up all night, and getting up for chakras was again, and, okay, <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning, I'm still up, holding us, crying, screaming, and sh- dripping from his nose, schnoz, all over my shirt, <laughs> you know, he has a cold, he's a great kid for the best three nights, you know, I am tired, this morning I was not interested, but I'm going to go, because I'm comfortable, because it's my routine, because I'm used to it, because I, I know what I'm doing, but to go from a comfort zone, and, and I'm saying even Avraham, on his own level, is super hard. Just totally just you know, trust fall off a 10-foot building, at a 10, 10-story building, into the arms of Al- Baruch Hu. It takes us out of our comfort zone. It's hard for us. We're not, it's not easy for us. And, and I think that's sort of a theme of this Parsha, it's a comfort zone. You know, um, we'll, we'll talk about it in a second, but I, I think that's an amazing idea. That, you know, when we are comfortable, it's much easier for us. When we're not comfortable, it's much harder. And um, the idea is to build ourselves up with with, with, with that our comfort is HaKadosh Baruch The consistency in our, in our life is HaKadosh Baruch You know, I always, I, I've said this before, definitely, but I'll say it again. Like you ask, why are we davening three times a day? Right, we have shachat, oh, and mariv, arvit, lama. Why do I need all this? Yeah, so the, the classic answer is that you know at the end of the day, we're not davening for Hashem, we're davening for us. We're davening that there's a consistency that we're, we're, that we're talking to Hashem as we talk to a friend three times a day and it helps us keep us grounded in that you know, consistency. When we have a consistency, it becomes our comfortability. And the more often we, we engulf ourselves with Avodat Hashem, serving Hashem through mitzvot, and we make mitzvot our lives, then it becomes a little easier to do hard things. It becomes, you know, we become closer to Hashem when our comfortability becomes a Baruch who becomes Hashem. Um, talking about comfort zones. So Avraham went and he made, you know, a nefesh, a He Avraham got up and he went to Canaan and he brought along people, many, many people who became closer to Hashem, you know, because of Avraham, because of his influence, because of what he was doing. Um, And he was able to bring them closer to to God, closer to Hashem. It's beautiful. Problem is. Trying to think through this, Parsha. Um, you know, what about, what about Lot? Hey, what, what did Lot do throughout this whole thing? Was Lot, you know, a bad person or a good guy? I always wondered that in Parsha. Was Lot just some sort of like evil, hidden evil person who was waiting for the right time to do something bad? As it seems like some of Parsha might say, that, you know, he wasn't fully. Or was Lot just a really good guy? who made some really bad moves and was engulfed by the bad moves he made which led to him to serious disaster you know is like he's a, he's a good guy you know but he made some really terrible mistakes you know you know they often tell 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 when you when you discipline children when you have to tell them off it is never about the kid you're not a bad kid you just made a bad decision you know, the, thing I, the first thing I learned when I started teaching was when you have to say, say you know, that, that's not acceptable. Or, you know, that's not, that action is not acceptable. You made a bad choice. Let's make a better decision next time. And that, that's like, I think, a, a tremendous idea how we have to view ourselves. Just a side point. I know I'm going off topic. It's one of my specialties. But, um, you know, while we're off topic, you know, but we have to view ourselves. Like, we are good people. You know, I, I always I say this all the time whenever I'm talking to, you know, I was speaking to a high school kid that I happen to be. Um, he's in one of my classes, and we're just you know going through a hard time in life. And I said to him, I said, listen, you are a good person. He said, no, no, no. I'm like, no, 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 you are. God Hashem created the world for you. There's only one person created at the time of the world. Hashem could have made thousands, millions, billions, trillions. You know, as my friend, as my kids say, gigagillions, right? They keep like, oh, I have gigillions, you know, to, to, to you know, come up with new words. But um, Hashem could have made more people. He didn't, one person. Why? The world was created for one person. We, Hashem, we have the capabilities of doing such amazing things that we, Hashem, the whole world, and everything that's created, and all the miracles in there, could be created for us to do what we got to do. Now, so back to, to our, our, before I get so off topic that I forget where I was going. Let's so talk about Lot for a, sap, a second. And Lot was, you know, I, I think that, that, from the first it seems that Lot actually, you know, was a, was a he learned from Avraham. We see that some of that shows when, it, when uh, you know, the angels come to, you know, in in the angels in the next, um, Next week, Par. So when, Avram, when Lot, you know, goes back to Sodom, you know, I, you realize that? You, like, I, I never realized that when I was doing this in, in school. He gets captured by the five kings, you know, Avram comes, you know, to save him in the most miraculous, amazing way, uh, and then Lot goes back to Sodom. Galo, wake up! You know, but but either way, you know, Lot wasn't a bad guy. It sounds like Lot was a, a very good guy and he got influenced. The same way these Nefashos, these people in Haran got influenced by Avraham, Lot also got influenced by Avraham. Lot was you know, he, he became um even according to some of the saw, he he was he did also with Avraham. He was, you know, a giver of teacher of Torah. So what happened to Lot? What happened to Lot? And I think the devil is in the details. If you look inside exactly the sequences of the story, you have Avraham going to Eretz Canaan. The minute he gets to Eretz (laughs) Canaan, he settles down there, boom, famine. Kaddish Baruch Hu says, okay, good, you followed me. You came to Eretz Canaan. I told you in this land, I'm going to give you good things. Do you really believe in me? Famine. If you're going to be the father of a nation, here's the next test. Go down to Eretz Mitzrayim. the 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 place, the capital of immortality. You know, talk about a place where Avraham doesn't want to be. You know, he just left Orkazim after being thrown into a fire fiery pit with flames all around him, and he got thank God he got saved. His brother died. He, he was told he left. He went to, to one place, and then he went to Melkar, and then he went to Canaan, and now he's in Eretz Canaan. Oh, now I could build a family. Now I could settle down. Famine! Here comes the famine. You know, and, and Rashi tells us that it was only in Eretz Canaan. It wasn't anywhere else. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm testing you. Yep, only in Canaan. Nowhere else. No, look west, east, north, south. There's no famine. Famine in Eretz Canaan. And Avram got up and he went there. He went there. But he also brought Lot with him. And Mitzrayim was a really, as we see from the taking of Sarah, and the, you know, as the Torah tells us, the Avram purposely went out of his way to make sure that 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 Lot, that um Sarah was 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 not considered his wife because he was afraid of getting killed. That was not a, that was a deprived land. People that were you know didn't really you know value the you know husband and wife system. <laughs> um, Warren says, good people. And uh, so Lot went with him. And again, I saw somewhere. I, I don't really, I don't remember where it was. Can I, I, look, I see a lot of, but I think, you know, it fits into the narrative. And I hope it's right. I hope I'm saying it right. I'm going to say it anyways. Why not? Um, that Lot got influenced in Mitzrayim. Because right after the story of Mitzrayim, looking at this Pasuk, right after they came out of Mitzrayim. What does it say? I'm looking right now quickly. Vayal avraham um, miMitzrayim. Abraham went up from Mitzrayim. Who to him and his wife? the imo and lo together with him. And then it says Avraham you know, came out with many gold. Da'yelech he went and he went um, and in the pasuk. Hey, after it tells us what Avram did, and also, low. he went with Avraham, he had sown, you know, his sheep, cattle, and tents. And then you have the issue with the, you have the fight between the this famous fight. The shepherds of Abraham and the shepherds of Lot about others' rights to property and Lot's, you know, Lot allowed. Now, Rashi says, Rashi says this, you know, very strongly. Where is this? I just saw it a minute ago. One second. Um. Okay, so it seems like I, I can't find it in the Pasuk, in the Rashi. But I'm sure it's there, because I just saw... Okay. So he says, <speaking in Hebrew> the, the, the shepherds of Lot were Rishayim. And Lot himself was influenced. Lot himself allowed these people to do what they did. To go craze on other people's property, where did he get that from? I thought he was low, you know he was you know with Avram he was with Avram the whole time, and we say you know in the next week parts we say that when the angels came he he and the on the pain of death, he allowed them into his house and he, and he gave them food, even though he knew that the city the city would be upset about it the famous story with the angel you know the famous When we hear when kids the angels holding guitar clothes and running away, and you know he gets saved and what well, still had some volume in him so what made him you know he got influenced he got influenced that's what it was he became very comfortable in Mitzrayim and he became very used to their ways and he got influenced that's what happened and then that's why he, when he picked the place to go he picked Saddam and um, yeah we, we, we become very comfortable in our ways and very comfortable in our society and the way we live. But we cannot forget who we are as people. We're Jews. We have a job. We have a job to serve our Kaddish Baruch Hu. To do the mitzvot, even though they're hard, even though it's hard to do it, it's our, nisionos, it's our test. And if we guide ourselves with Abraham, the father of nations, our father Avraham Avinu, like his last name connotates. <laughs> Um, then I'm sure that we'll be able to, you know, use that as our guide. You know, is filled with times, lessons that we could learn, we could take, and we could better our lives, make ourselves better people. Um, in the same way, Avraham was able to you know, trust fall in Hu's lap, we'll be able to trust fall in our trying times. But we have to we have to remember, we have to be careful. We have to remember who we are. Not that get comfortable with our surroundings. But at the same time, let's get try to make ourselves comfortable with our Qadosh Baruch Hu, Like we said before. And with that have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbat. Again, if anyone has any questions, comments you know, even in not a comment, even just to say hello, but please, you know, I read all my emails, and I respond promptly, um, at Rabbi M. Teichman, R-A-B-B-I-M-T-E-I-C-H-M-A-N at gmail.com, um, or if you would like to do sponsor a she-or, a zecher, a nishmat, a loved one, or for a different um, zuchut, you can also email me, and we can make that happen, And with that, thank you so much. Have a wonderful night. This has been another Parsha Share on Thursday night on Sinairadio.com. Good night.